Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I've got some news and views from a West Texans, the biblical point of view one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey folks, welcome to today's podcast. It is Tuesday, December the 12th and it is currently about 2.35 p.m. Uh, that is uh, Texas time here, Central Standard um, so we have a lot, a lot to talk about. Time permitting, I may not get to all of them, but I do want to throw out some headlines to you guys. And you know him, you love him. He is my all-time favorite. It is Leo Homan, H-O-H-M-A-N-N dot com. And boy, oh boy, does he got some articles out today. Of course, we've noticed the new Obama's new Hollywood movie is out and a lot of criticism about the white folk, what he says about us. But here's one from Leo, and it says, The collapse of the American empire. Globalists on a mission turn Americans against each other before a foreign power is called in to finish the job. Obama's new Hollywood movie is very instructive. They are telling us their plans. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. For a synopsis, I'll just let you know here. The globalists believe it's supremely important to utterly and very publicly destroy the United States of America, not because America is some base, uh, some bastion of freedom and democracy. It isn't. Over the last roughly 100 years, America's major institutions have infiltrated or have been infiltrated and completely taken over government, healthcare, financial, and corporations, the mass media, education, law enforcement, and the courts, the military, and 90% of the churches and synagogues all have come under the influence and control of the globalist agenda. Folks, we'll talk about that. I move my screen around here. And more from Leo is the cyber attack. I've mentioned this a lot lot in the past and I'll mention it again and um, Leo is going to talk a little bit about that he's going to tell us um, uh, some good information on that if you guys are new to this channel or new to not being woke the WEF stands for the World Economic Forum the likes of Klaus Schwab and Noah Yuval Harari and the majority of the governments but We'll talk about that. So the WEF warns 2024 likely to bring, quote, catastrophic, unquote, cyber attack. He goes, could this be the latest predictive programming similar to Event 201 was for the COVID plan? I mean, pandemic? Mm, you better got it. You better believe it. You better believe it, folks. They're real good on bragging and telling you what they're going to do before they do it. Mm, but I think we're now just trying to catch on to that. And another one said the IMF or the International Monetary Fund boss says governments need to impose global carbon tax on citizens to punish them for using energy. Mm. Kristalina Georgievia, a Bulgarian economist uh, who serves as the managing director of the International Monetary Fund, said Monday the IMF wants to see countries implement punishing new carbon taxes to, quote, fight climate change, unquote. She delivered her dire message at the United Nations COP28 climate summit where globalists and attendants flew in on jets and you can bet they are being chauffeured around in luxurious or luxury automobiles and dining on the finest cuts of beef and other delicacies <laughs> we'll talk about that shortly folks and uh, but you know they want us to eat crickets right cricket burgers <laughs> don't you want your mealworm burger come on now deep fried mealworms oh man don't that sound delish in a dish as my brother would say mm, 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 mm. so move a foot in congress to ban u.s airports from secretly scanning passengers faces and indefinitely storing their personal biometric data mm, they've been doing that since oh i don't know for a while folks and uh yep at least uh, Congress is catching on. But yeah, they're all in cahoots. Yeah, you know. Here's a big one. Technocracy expert Patrick Woods bids farewell to her Kissinger. Oh, Henry, we will not miss you. The globalist insider who helped mentor Klaus Schwab and many others has passed on at age 100. And LeoHoman.com shares the thoughts of technocracy guru Patrick Wood, who has followed Kissinger's career for more than 50 years. This comes from Patrick Wood. If you guys haven't visited his website, please go to technocracy.news. Loads and wealth of information. We'll talk about that too, folks. So, Lots of lots of stuff. Hate and hostility. Saturday people are the first targets. The Sunday people are next. This is by David Furioso, and you can find it at theharbingersdaily.com. Posted the 12th of December. Folks, we're going to talk about that. And this, I believe he is talking with Jane Markell. 
Um, I do believe, yes, this is J.M.R. Kell uh, on Worldview Matters. We'll talk about that. And oh, goodness, Tucker Carlson launches a new video service called Tucker Carlson Network. You can read all about that, you guys, at thegatewaypundit.com. And uh, Christina Laila uh, posted that article on the 11th of December. Lots of good stuff there. Um, we probably will be going that. I love it. It's called TCN, Tucker Carlson Network. Ah, uh, yes, indeedy. You got to feed the needy. Am I right? Yes. So what else do we have going on? I'm grabbing some headlines today from Olive Tree News or Olive Tree uh, Views.org. Anti-Semitism issues at elite colleges mask a deeper root of the DEI dominance. So we may talk a little bit about that. You know, the diversity, equity, and inclusion. Notice it's not equality, it's equity. Two similar sounding words, totally different meanings. Hmm, you know, but of course they have infiltrated our education system and dumbed down, you know, the world and, you know, they're putting fluoride in our water and, you know, dumbed down the population. I mean, it's not so violent. You should be more docile. Here, drink some more water. (laughs) What's in the water? Hmm. I don't know. And a lot, a lot of stuff in the, oh man, folks, a lot of stuff in the news, um, in the news you won't hear about. So it starts, implosion of Biden's rush to electric vehicles. That's in the WND. Do you know what it takes to actually make the batteries for electric vehicles? Hmm. Yeah, they don't want you to know the truth. Oh, no. But folks, I got to tell you all something. I drink a lot of coffee, and I mean a lot of coffee. Mm, It's my go-go juice. But I noticed it gets cold when I do a podcast. So I found this little thing on Amazon. And uh, it's a little heater. So you plug it in, you put your coffee cup on there, and it keeps your coffee cup warm. And you take it off, it automatically turns off. Like, who would have thunk a little mini hot plate for my coffee? What? As I take a drink. Mmm. It seems to be working, you guys. Well, there you have it. Because who likes burnt coffee? Or who wants to go microwave their coffee? Who's got time for that in the end days? Am I right? <laughs> No, I'm not. But I'm just saying, it's kind of nifty little thing here. So, um, hatred toward Israel. It's not a different point of view. It's evil versus good. We are in those days. Um, if we remember correctly, we go back in the Bible. Um, it says uh, that evil will be called good and good will be called evil. We live in those days today. And uh, guys, if you haven't gone to my website, I have done a lot of updates. It's Bible Prophecy, the number four. So Bible Prophecy 4 today.com. Um, and I've, I've added some stuff on there. I've kind of rearranged a little bit. I'm still tweaking, you know. But uh, the big thing is, if you are still searching for the truth and you want articles, news headlines, authors, teachers, pastors, resources that you can trust, that you're not going to be fed wolves in sheep clothing, and I'm not going to tell you how to live your best life now. I'm not going to tell you any of that garbage, okay? Uh, these are great authors, pastors, teachers, resources, websites, links to folks that you can trust, that I trust. And I have uh, obviously removed a couple of those because the further we go um, in the end days, the, the truth kind of comes out, and some people can kind of go... Um, astray maybe i should say talking that you can get um sexually molested or raped by demons as a christian and i'm like uh no that's an impossibility where do you get that i have no idea but as soon as he said that i just happened to catch a wednesday service and um, i watched him and if you guys want the link i will give you the link and you can watch it for yourself and make that determination on your own i know i have sent that link to a couple people who have emailed me and I won't say his name on the podcast. I won't do that. Um, but you can watch for yourself because he does um, have a lot of, I mean, he does preach a lot of truth. That one part to me was error. And so I was like, nope. And so after I saw that, I just stopped, you know, altogether. But I'm not going to straight out call him an apostate or anything like that because he's not. He, he's not an apostate. Clearly, he's an error in that one part. But I mean, other than that, his teachings are solid. But I did take him off my website because of that. Yeah, but anyway, um, looking out for the greater, for the greater good, you know, 
<laughs> so, but um, I have uh, Athy Creek's um, uh, prophecy updates. I'm there. I haven't put the newest one up. I need to have November. Uh, it's Brett Meter. Pastor Brett Meter is phenomenal. Um, I have the Israel War. Um, it's Pastor Billy Crone. If you have not, go to getalifemedia.com. Getalifemedia.com and get a life. <laughs> He's got a lot of great stuff on there. Lots of great stuff. And uh, you to be a watchman on the wall. And uh, just to warn folks, and so I posted this, and people take different different verses, but this is one that I like. It's Ezekiel chapter three, verses um, seventeen through nineteen from the ESV version. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way in order to save his life, that wicked person shall die for his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked and he does not turn from his wickedness or from his wicked way, he shall die for his iniquity but you will have delivered your soul so there's a little bit of information and i have a few more prophecy updates from athy creek back to october and i got august and i think i think september in there as well so a lot of good stuff on there of course I have my podcast on there as well resources why is it important to study bible prophecy well go to the website and find out no i'm just kidding i got a lot of information on there um jd farag and a bunch of good stuff trusted pastors and teachers um, I could not believe they didn't have John MacArthur on there uh, when I was looking at that the last time. So I've added John MacArthur um, or Johnny Mac, as a lot of us uh, refer to. I have John Holler, a bunch of just a bunch of great people on there, you guys. So anyway, I also throw news websites on there. So, you know, if you don't listen to me ramble, <laughs> hey, man, you can go check it out for yourself, right? I've got Olive Tree Ministries. I've got Harbinger's Daily, the WND, Hope for Our Times all kinds of great resources for you guys so anyway go check out some great um websites if you have time of course i have the my uh just um some thoughts on there which is a blog had to change that from my thoughts to some thoughts because i have contributing folks like michelle mooneyham from um alabama michelle we could definitely use a new blog hint hint if you uh, feel the, if you, if you feel like you got something that you want to get off your chest, you know, hey, we're all ears over here. We're all eyes, I guess you could say. So anyway, um, lots of stuff, lots of stuff on there, you guys. So anyway, let's move right along and jump into some of these articles, shall we? All right. Well, let me skip on over to Leo Holman. Yes, right. We love Leo. So I'm going to scroll on up here. We're going to talk about the collapse of the American Empire. Which, ironically, you guys, and I opened up my um, my little web browser here, and the first thing on there was it was um, Obama faces backlash for films, quote, warning about white people. <laughs> that was from Newsweek, and it was like 22 hours ago. I was like, oh, boy. Yeah, so, but uh, we'll, we'll see what Leo has to say about it. All right, so let me pull it up here. So, continue reading. So, we've read a little bit of the teaser there and so uh, let's talk a little bit more about it. he goes some may believe they are still relevant and independent but when push comes to shove the overwhelming majority of churches will capitulate to the globalist agenda of the great reset which is aimed at digitizing every nation every major institution within the nations in every object living and non-living control the food water energy money and you control the people. That's what Agenda 2030, Sustainable Development, and the Great Reset are really all about. And so he's going on about the the Obama's uh, new Hollywood movie is very instructive. Of course, they're telling us their plans. And of course, their mission is to turn Americans against each other. And so he goes on to say, however, despite achieving such an immense level of control, it's still important for the globalist elites to totally deconstruct and humiliate America, destroy its middle class and bring it to its knees. You may ask, why are they so intent on destruction if they already control everything? Well, because most people around the world still have the perception of America being a beacon of individual freedom and prosperity living under a constitutional republic. Look at how the masses flock to the United States southern border in hopes of being granted asylum. That is an idea that must be crushed and driven out of the minds of billions of people. To accomplish that, the globalists must destroy the biggest remaining symbol of individual freedom, 
America. Most of the upper level globalists are Luciferians. To them, hate and destruction come naturally. Only by destroying the American ideal of a constitutional republic, they've already destroyed it in practice, will they be in a position where the masses will beg for a new system that will claim the will claim to have all the solutions to the crises enveloping the earth. Most, but not all of these crises have been manufactured by the very elites who claim to have the fix, of course. So Higher Ground Productions, a Hollywood production company funded in 2018 by Barack and Michelle, Michael, I mean Michelle Obama, released a new Netflix movie on Friday, December the 8th, called Leave the World Behind, starring Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke. It's very instructive. America portrayed in the film as horribly divided by political, religious, racial, and cultural issues gets hit out of the blue by a major cyber attack. Embedded in this movie is tons of symbolism, including three shots of the number six in the opening scene. As society disintegrates, there's no government to the rescue. Everyone is on their own. The overall theme of the film seems to be a to to be a seeding hatred for humanity. Quote, we are all so awful, unquote, Julia Roberts' character exclaims. We are awful to each other. We are awful to the planet. Oh, maybe it's best if we just all kill each other. That's what I hear this movie whispering into the public consciousness. Mm-mm-mm, here we go. So, at one point, one of the major characters reveals a three-stage formula for conquering a nation. The first stage is isolation, which included a power outage, the end of cellular and internet con- uh, communications. They even hacked satellites, which stopped satellite phones from working. Once the communication and the source of information were taken down, the second stage was launched. This stage included, quote, synchronized chaos, where the country is terrorized with covert attacks, misinformation, and disinformation. Leaflets were dropped from drones, landing people to believe or leading people to believe the cyber attack was the work of China, Iran, or North Korea. And when there's a good possibility it was actually caused by globalist players within the United States. Quote, if done successfully, the third stage would happen on its own coup d'etat, civil war um, and collapse, the character says, adding this program was considered the most cost-effective way to destabilize a country because if the target nation was dysfunctional enough, it would in essence do the work for you. Uh, whoever started this wants us to finish it, unquote. Paul Craig Roberts, a distinguished economics journalist and academic, sees a parallel uh, between the current state of America and the Roman Empire. The Romans had many foreign enemies, but what really killed them were the enemies within. It will be the same in America. The wolves who control our so-called democracy have been working to infiltrate and destroy it for decades. So when the wolves from China, Russia, and or Iran come calling, they will find most of the hard work has already been done for them. All they need to do is mop up. So he goes on to say, excerpt uh, below from article by Paul Craig Roberts, and I quote, I have often wondered what Roman citizens thought as they watched the Roman Empire fall apart culturally, politically, morally, and militarily. Cicero, Quaestor, Praetor, and Council of Rome tried to save the Roman Republic. For his efforts, he was chased down and murdered. As Cicero was perhaps the most famous Roman, his murder stopped efforts to prevent Rome's descent into tyranny the same thing is happening today to those who attempt to arouse us from arouse us to our danger julian assage for example has been in prison contrary to every known u.s and uk law for a decade without conviction for simply doing his duty as a journalist and reporting the crimes of our rulers the crimes of the corrupt vermin we continue to return to office and power over us no one has done anything about it not even his fellow journalists so when truth is punished a country dies. Rome survived for centuries after its essence had departed because her enemies were weak in comparison. Rome destroyed itself as many or more Romans died in civil wars fighting one another than died rebelling barbarian invasions. Roman military might ended in self-destruction. The enemies Washington has created for America are not weak. Russia alone, China alone, perhaps even Iran alone is a match or more for America. The three together constitute a vast overmatch of U.S. military capability, yet Washington continues to increase hostilities 
within or with these countries. Once the moronic Biden regime's economic sanctions in the U.S. loss of the reserve currency roll finish off the U.S. dollar, America is finished. We will be a third world country and the rest of the world will punish us for the sins of our government. Try to tell this to an American. Unquote, folks. That is true. I hate to bring y'all some sad, disturbing news today, but uh, we've seen the handwriting on the wall, as you could say, uh, for a while now. So let's jump to another article. This is from David Furiazzo. So let's check out what we got to say here. Hot hate and hostility. Saturday people are the first targets. The Sunday people are next. Mm. And uh, he posted this uh, today. December the 12th at harbingersdaily.com. So, narratives, talking points, and propaganda against the biblical worldview have been effective and are increasing. This has caused hostility towards Christians and Jews. The spike spiritual warfare has manifested as forces of darkness have been working overtime. From the godless uh, protesters in New York at the lighting of the Christmas tree in Rockefeller Center to useful idiots on U.S. college campuses supporting Hamas to young people in the U.K. wanting to ban the Bible to Democrats claiming that the faith of American Christians is more of a threat than Al-Qaeda. Enemies of God are coming after Saturday people first then Sunday people. He says, I spoke with Jan Markell on Worldview Matters last week, and she agrees that prophetic battles are reaching a boiling point and that it seems an unprecedented number of demons were unleashed to carry out the horrific attacks against Israel by Hamas in October. Since then, protests have erupted around the world and most disturbingly on U.S. college campuses and city streets. It would appear the army is being assembled for the revolution in part because Satan knows his time is short. Retired Israel Israel Defense Forces Major and Middle East expert Amir Sarfati points out the terrorists often say Saturday people are the first targets and the Sunday people are next. These terms are used to identify Jews and Christians based on the days we worship. It's interesting to me, they're not even hiding their agenda any longer. In Arabic, the deadly demonic Islamic threat goes like this. On Saturday, we kill the Jews. On Sunday, we kill the Christians, unquote. On Washington Watch with Tony Perkins, Amir Safadi recently uh, shared concerns not about the validity of the Middle East, but about growing hostility in the U.S. You've likely seen headlines or read news stories about raging campus protests against Jews, but Safadi warned that right now america must wake up and he stated and i quote your southern border is so open and i can't even imagine how many hezbollah and hamas cells are already in your country right now they're testing you and look they've waited and waited and deceived us in the whole world and then boom one day they will strike unquote and i agree uh, Christians are fleeing many Middle Eastern countries where Jewish populations no longer exist due to them being driven out or killed. Enemies of God are coming after people of the book as well as the Bible we trust in. Having been blessed with religious freedoms in the United States Constitution, are we really talking about lethal levels of anti-Semitism and Christian persecution in America? Yes, sadly, we are, David says. It's been brewing for a long time. For decades now, we have been in the crosshairs of the radical, God-hating globalist and Marxist left, and they will not allow a serious crisis to go to waste. But... Where was this evil cultivated and how has it been allowed to spread? The silence of American churches and most of our pulpits would be a good place to start. We have been sold on the lie that Christians should stay out of controversial cultural battles. But, or he goes, he says, uh, do you know where your pastor stands on the key moral issues of the day? Why not? I know, I know where mine stands. I do know where Pastor Randy Davis stands. Anyway, he goes on to say, other usual suspects include the K-12 brainwash camps that have produced leftist socialist activists and universities that have become fertile ground for anti-Christian and anti-Israel intolerance. Remember, to them, diversity means you look different but think the same. How do we respond with accusations or lies go unchecked in media or in the public square, including on social media? Have you noticed believers and conservatives um, in particular being framed or lumped together with domestic terror? 
terrorists, right-wingers, and Christian nationalists. He goes on to say, a week a week ago Friday, House Speaker Mike Johnson refused to back down when a leading Democrat attacked his Christian faith. Wretched old James Carville said on CNN that Christians like Johnson are a, quote, fundamental threat to the United States, unquote, and added Mike Johnson and what he believes is one of the greatest threats we have today to the United States. This is bigger. This is a bigger threat than Al-Qaeda to this country. Unquote. While others are use such inflammatory rhetoric to exaggerate or to make a point, this is how some in the left-wing Democratic Party think. Absurd is too soft a word here. But for the uninformed electorate who watch this rubbish and believe the commentators without any facts or research to back up their claims, they're convinced it's true. So House Speaker Johnson responded to Carville's attack saying, quote, it's twisted and shameful that a leading Democrat strategist says millions of Christians in America are a greater threat than foreign terrorists who murdered more than 3,000 Americans. The Democratic Party should condemn this, but they won't, unquote. David Ferry also goes on to say, uh, the left also wants ignorant people to think that all Christians are trying to control or convert the country against the Constitution and force our religion on the masses. Because of their success pushing this propaganda, their recent attacks have been effective in changing public opinion apart from the truth. I explained how we got here, what their tactics are, and how we can respond in my new book. He says, Assault on the Image of God. Folks, this is David Furiazzo, and that is his book assault on the image of God. He goes on to say more and more people today support the idea that true believers in Christ should be censored or even punished in some way. My first uh, interview on the book was with Pastor J.B. Hickson and it was immediately removed from YouTube because it apparently violated community guidelines. It's now on Rumble. He goes on to say, uh, on the on one last example to drive home the point that people are increasingly open to attacking the biblical worldview and those who adhere to it. <clears throat> he says, there's a new poll by Whitestone Insights over in the UK showing that young adults are willing to ban the Bible as hate speech. People were simply asked if they agree with the following statement. Quote, unless the offending parts can be edited out, books containing what some perceive as hate speech should be banned from general sale, including, if necessary, religious texts such as the Bible, unquote. Not surprisingly, a substantial amount of Brits agreed, and we are seeing the fruit of this mindset there as more Christians are discriminated against. Nationally, 1834-year-olds are the most supportive, with 23% agreeing to punish Bible believers. Uh, this didn't happen overnight, and what happens in the UK doesn't stay in the UK. That's true. So he goes on to say, in John chapter 15, Jesus warns his followers that the world would hate Christians because he chose us and because you are not of this world. I say that all the time. We are in this world, but we're not of this world. And he goes on to say, Sarah Holliday at the Washington Standard reminds us that we can only expect pushback to the biblical worldview, but that it will intensify and become more common. The world simply hates the truth we proclaim. And she explains, uh, Scripture repeatedly informs us that we will be hated, rejected, and persecuted for our faith. So we shouldn't be surprised. Following Jesus means to counter all of man's natural desires, making it both controversial and offensive to the unconverted. And the Bible, authoritative and eternal, does not change with the times. David goes on to say, Praise God, we have an unchangeable, unshakable foundation to place our faith completely upon the rock of Christ. Stay strong in these last days, my friend. He says, we may be hearing a lot about peace, safety, and security very soon. But don't fall for it, he said. And of course, once we are yanked out here, they will look for the man that will give them peace and safety. That's right, folks. He will die. Daniel 9, 27 will sign that covenant uh, that with a peace, peace treaty with Israel. And it's not just a covenant, it's a it's one that's already in place, but it'll make it stronger. A beer is what it is, a beer. It'll make it stronger uh, is what that word means. So, boy, oh boy, fun stuff happening. <laughs> fun, fun stuff, I'm telling you. Oh, nothing, there is never a dull moment here with Bible prophecy. Never a dull moment uh, with everything happening in the world today. So, let me go back over here and see if I missed an article that I wanted to talk about. 
So much. I didn't talk about that one. I I love David Furiozo. You know what? I did mention. Hang on. Let me go back to oh Leo Holman. Leo Holman, because there is so much on his website. We even touched it. Just barely touched it here. Um, the cyber attack, of course, I kind of touched on that. And of course, as we approach December 31st, you will inevitably hear people across the world celebrating the end of another dreadful year and cheering on the arrival of brighter times in 2024. It can only get brighter, right? Or only get better, right? Mm. I beseech you, dear readers, he says, not to participate in this fantasy. We should expect to prepare for things to get worse before they get better. The globalists who run the world have told us in the wide open what they have planned. And it's not pretty, folks. Uh, yeah, and the Bible says things are going to wax worse and worse. They're not going to get better. The only time they get better is when Christ comes back and we all are on white horses. and We're following behind him. Um, as he destroys those who would come against him in war. And just thank God right now, they're all planning all these things, right? And what is God doing? He's in the heavens laughing. He's laughing at them. So that's what our Father, Heavenly Father is doing. Our Lord Jesus is laughing. So yes, folks, take comfort in that. So I did talk about the IMF. The boss says governments need to impose global carbon tax on citizens to punish them for using energy. That's right, little Timmy. Don't turn that stove on. Sorry, Grandma. Sorry, Grandma. Go get you some solar power, Grandma. <laughs> what, what? You mean the wind turbines aren't turning because it's winter and it's frozen ice? I don't know what to tell you. Start you a fire. Oh, wait. Wait, I'm sorry. You can't burn wood either. That's been banned. Can't burn the wood because it puts too much carbon into the into the air, you know? Yeah, but all their jets and all, folks, it's just, it's, uh, I'm telling you hypocrisy at its finest right let's read this article or a little bit of it by leo here on the um if i can pull it up here on the cyber attack that we know is coming um it goes obviously it's you dear readers so like he says do not participate in this fantasy it isn't that the truth because we do know that is what is coming upon us. The year 2023 was no cakewalk for sure, but it could very well be the last year in which we enjoyed a semblance of normalcy. There was no pandemic. War broke out, but it didn't come to our shores. Our paper money still buys food for our Christmas table and energy to heat our homes, even if it's more expensive than in previous years. The fact that this worthless fiat paper is still capable of being traded for food, shelter, and other hard assets is a blessing that might not be available to us one year from now you might want to take full advantage of this while you can with the world superpowers remaining far apart in terms of how we move forward into a new era marked by artificial intelligence digital currency and total information awareness i.e the surveillance state we should expect that the globalists will succeed in pushing the world closer to full-blown world war three next year when the uh, powder keg finally blows that war will come to the United States soil. We also face the destabilizing effects of another U.S. presidential election in November 2024. Regardless of which way that election goes, I see the globalists exploiting it for more chaos, confusion, and division, an environment in which their Luciferian agenda thrives. The globalist elites have done their best to inform us ahead of time to what to expect. They talk a lot about cyber attacks, not the little ones we hear about daily. No, they're talking about massive ones that will cause widespread panic among the people. In fact, they're fond of using words like catastrophic and apocalypse. Um, see his article from January 25th, um, the Popular Mechanics, or says, see article from January 25th to 23 by Popular Mechanics titled, A Catastrophic Mutating Event Will Strike the World in Two Years, report says, unquote. He goes on to say, uh, Jeremy Jurgens, the managing director of the uh, World Economic Forum, said it at the WEF's annual summit in 20, January of 23 that a disrupting cyber event will likely take place before 2025. Well, 2023 has come and gone nearly. I've got to throw in here. We'll toss that in there, Leo. It's still the 12th of December. But he goes... Um, has come and gone, and we have not seen any debilitating cyber event. If Jurgen's prediction proves accurate, then that would leave 2024 as the year for this horrific event to go down because it would need to happen before 
2025. Klaus Schwab himself, the top dog of the WEF, warned a couple of years ago about a coming major cyber attack that will make COVID look like a small disturbance. Shutting down the power grid, which would upend the communication, transportation, banking, and healthcare sectors. We know that something catastrophic needs to happen in order for the globalists to be able to fully implement their plans for a, quote, great reset of the world order. It could be an EMP or a nuclear war, but a series of major cyber attacks shutting down the banking and communications infrastructure seems like a more likely scenario because it would allow the globalists to shut down the online truth tellers and use the chaos and confusion to round up their enemies. Then, when their mission is accomplished, they simply turn the infrastructure back on and continue on the road to total dictatorship, minus the annoying truth tellers like myself uh, and so many others, Leo says. And I guess I would be included in that as well. And a lot of you guys listening to this podcast are as well. So an EMP attack, on the other hand, would take 10 years or more to recover from and set the globalist surveillance state back decades. So he says, we have been warning about the death of the petrodollar for many months. And while the uh, movement in the direction has been very slow, it doesn't mean that it isn't happening. There have been uh, some developments that perhaps keep the normal normies of the world fast asleep and unaware of where we are heading economically. Take, for example, the U.S. stock market, which has continued on an upward trend in recent months. The price of gold spiked upward for a brief few days last week, then ticked back down. But don't be fooled. The U.S. dollar is doomed, he says. In a huge news story, Uh, News stories basically ignored by the corporate media and little noticed even by the conservative media took place at the end of November. Wall Street seemed not even to notice. A major global oil producer, the United Arab Emirates, abruptly stopped selling its oil in U.S. dollars and is joining forces with the BRICS nation of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa to forge ahead into a Uh, into a de-dollarized world. BRICS recently expanded its membership to include the UAE along with Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Ethiopia, Iran, and Argentina. And Argentina rescinded its membership after uh, electing conservative firebrand um, Javier Milia. So he goes on to say, what this means is the U.S. will no longer be able to benefit from a situation in which it continuously increases its military budgets and runs massive deficits financed by China, Saudi Arabia, and other foreign uh, sovereign nations. In fact, China and Saudi Arabia, two of the biggest financiers of U.S. debt, have already started unloading hundreds of billions of dollars in U.S. treasuries. This marks the beginning of the end for global dollar dominance. And unless the U.S. wins World War three and is able to dictate the terms of the peace it will mean the end of u.s geopolitical dominance so changes of this magnitude in the global economic pecking order do not happen without a fight on the battlefield that's the real reason why we are heading to world war three it has nothing to do with ukraine's or israel's difficulty in protecting their borders or even the confrontation between taiwan and china or mounting tensions between the two koreas the fact that all of these flashpoints are showing signs of of exploding is simply a symptom not a cause of the economic upheaval enveloping the world pax americana which has ruled the day since the u.s emerged from world war ii as the strongest nation standing is being unraveled as we speak leo says Um, as the world shifts from fiat currencies to digital currencies it remains to be seen who or what will be in control of this new digital currency the fiat paper system was dominated by the united states but we see a myriad we see myriad countries forming a coalition that believes perhaps the new digitized system should not be so weighted toward the benefit of one western country and its closest allies he goes on to say uh, we will only find out which dog in this fight ends up on top after World War III has been fought and we end up with a clear winner and loser. And who knows how long that will take, he says. The plan to upend the, to upend the world order by ditching the petrodollar could still backfire on the bricks. But at the moment, things seem to be moving ahead, albeit slowly, in their favor. 
As noted by the site, QTR French finance, the BRICS nations now control most of the world's nuclear arsenals, oil, precious metals, diamonds, and rare earth minerals. It's time to wake up, folks, and take note of what's happening. This transition to local currencies being used in global transactions will bring down the fiat currency known as the petrodollar and usher in a new global order. This is likely the reason why the United States and NATO are reaching so aggressively to put down Putin because in order to preserve what's left of the post-World War II liberals rules-based order led by the United States is paramount that the U.S. separate Russia from the other global power backing BRICS, which is China. And as long as China, Russia, and the major oil-producing states are allied, there is no future for U.S. hegemony in global affairs. The days of the United States browbeating and blackmailing the leaders of nations around the world will be over. Its foreign policy would actually be forced to treat foreign heads of states as equals rather than vassals. That would mean that that would mean the end of the United States military industrial complex, which would also bring an end to the endless worlds the U.S. military has been forced to fight since the end of World War II. So while it will come with much economic pain, perhaps there will be a silver lining, he says. Of course, the globalists will be seeking to exploit the downfall of American military power for their nefarious purposes. They will attempt to use the pain and suffering brought on by World War III, which may be fought with cyber attacks and or EMPs as much as tanks and missiles to further their agenda of transhumanism and digitized control of everything and everyone. But once wars break out and chaos ensues, it's also possible that the globalists could lose control of things. Now is the time to be prepared to ride out the storm so we can survive what's coming and try to rebuild on the other side. This is, of course, he says, this, of course, assumes that there will be another side. If we truly are living in the last of the last days, then we won't have to worry about any of that. He says, either way, I caution against being presumptuous. He says, it is possible that this will be the third and last, quote, great war, and then the end will come. But it is also possible that we could be hundreds of years away from the moment when the King of Kings splits the skies and appears with the clap of thunder and the shout of an angel to judge the wicked, gather his faithful followers and set up his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, he says. So he says, we can pray that this is the latter scenario that awaits us during our lives here on earth while preparing for the other possibility that maybe, just maybe, some of us were a little off in our eschatology. As the Bible says in more than one chapter and verse, who can know the mind of God? Folks, that article is by Leo Holman. H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com. Go check him out and show him some love. And uh, that is true. And I always say we don't know how much of the tribulation we will see. Uh, we won't see you know, God's wrath, of course. But we will see uh, events leading up to the tribulation. And we see that happening now. Um, you know, if folks, if they, if it's this giant cyber attack like they're talking about, it'll send the United States back into like, like little house on the prairie days, okay? Um, so be prepared. And you know what's coming out of my mouth next? What am I going to say? You know what I'm going to say. You better get you some food. You better get you some food and water. <laughs> it's nice to have some water with your food because uh, you're going to need water to cook your food. Now remember how many people you have in your house, how many pads you have in your house. Go through and see how much water you actually drink, how much you could survive on, and start stocking up. Um, start stocking up just, you know, whatever you can do. Um, a little bit here, a little bit there. Remember neighbors and stuff like that that are elderly and can't do that on their own. So we want to take care of our friends, family, and neighbors as well. So um, there you have it, folks. And um, don't forget your pet food. Pet food. I want to grab canned food. Lasts longer. Your kibble, it does kind of lose flavor. It's just like any other food that you buy. It will lose flavor. It's not going to go bad necessarily, but it's going to lose its flavor. And if you have picky dogs, uh, you know how that goes. Of course, you know think if we were in like the days of like a little house on the prairie i don't think they're gonna be that um picky <laughs> they'll probably eat whatever they can but anyway um folks do you know what is headed our way the bible tells us so regardless what we see going on or what the the world economic firms and all these people are telling us is going to happen we know what the bible says in the bible yes andy stanley the bible says i love that Yes, Andy, the Bible says. So anyway, the Bible tells us what is going to come upon this world. And so that is an absolute, it's going to happen, no way around it. And so God tells us, number one, we will be hated as Christians. Uh, they hated him, they're going to hate us too. We're in this world, we're not 
of this world. He also told us of the coming tribulation that will become upon the world once we are yanked out of here. First, second Thessalonians, um, first Corinthians. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of, um, scripture to tell us that God said, we're not man for, uh, we are not man for his wrath. And so, but anyway, once we're taken out, um, there's, it's going to be like chaos like you've never seen. Uh, and if you read through the book of Revelation, it tells you what is coming upon this world. And so if we see the days are coming and we see what's going to happen and we see these, how much more ready should we be? Not only ready to leave this planet and be caught up in the air with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, but how much more ready should we be? to tell people around the world the truth and what's coming regardless of what they're going to say to us because I was looking I was at um, a, a thrift store today I like to go and just see what I can find sometimes you find some really good books in there and I found that one and I say it a lot what is one thing you can do now that you can't do in heaven well you can't tell people about Jesus in heaven because we all will be with the Lord while we're here on earth we can tell people about Jesus what he's done for us you know, some people may think, oh, well, he's like a great, you know, he, he was a great in history. I mean, he was a great man or like whatever. But of course, we all know he was all God and all man. But yeah, before people realize that they need a savior, they need to know how wretched that they really are, how sinful that they are. Because, you know, if you're going through the study with Pastor Billy Crone on Freemasonry, um, you're going to know that um, they think their works get them to heaven. Catholicism, Catholics, is a false-based works religion, Christ, uh, false gospel. They think their works get them to heaven. Or you can pay uh, the Vatican to get your loved one out of purgatory and into heaven. Or you can pray to them. No, folks, you get one chance, one chance only. And that determines your eternity. What decision you make right now. God didn't make us to be robots. I mean, he could have. If he wanted to, he's God. He can do whatever he wanted to, but he didn't. He gave us free will. And so we have a choice to make. You can either, you know, rely on yourself to get yourself to heaven, like yourself. I like how Brester Meters, it's a self. <laughs> I just love him. He's so great. If you haven't watched Athy Creek, oh my gosh, go watch them. I love them. But anyway, um, you can you know you can rely on yourself, um, to get yourself to heaven, or you can rely on Jesus Christ and His work on the cross and His sacrifice for us took our punishment on Himself, so that we wouldn't have to suffer the wrath of God. He took the wrath of God so that we would not have to. So, but if you think that your good outweighs your bad, yeah. Would you want to stand before a holy, righteous God thinking, uh, did I do enough? <laughs> you know, uh, what a, whoa. You know, folks, we could sin, not even know we said We probably have, you know, because the Bible talks about that too. There's sins you committed that you even know you committed, you know. And so could you imagine standing before God Almighty one day at the throne? Could you imagine, uh, did I do enough? <laughs> you can't do enough. One sin against a holy, righteous God, and you are condemned to hell for eternity. Have you ever lied? Don't lie. You know you have. Well, have. Have you ever looked at someone in, in lust? Have you ever? Uh, yes. Have you ever stolen anything? Have you? Whatever. Whatever you've ever done. Boom. That automatically condemns you to hell. Even that thought that went through your head. Boom. That's it. Just like my microphone, boom, just went boom. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. You're automatically condemned to hell. So if you if you go to hell, it's because you sent yourself to hell. Self, I love it. God didn't send you there. You made the choice to go to hell because you rejected his son, Jesus Christ. And so that is what sends you to hell. Our loving God Send his only begotten son to be the sacrifice for our sins. Jesus Christ hung on a cross six hours, died for our sins, took the wrath of God upon himself so that we didn't have to. Isn't that amazing? What other God would do that? Hinduism? I think not. How many gods are there? Uh, no. Islam? <laughs> no. Even Catholicism. I want you to look at them. They are not Christians. They are not. I know I'm going to offend a bunch of you out there, but they're not. I have a whole thing on my YouTube channel. It's all about Catholicism. It's all of them from Pastor Billy Crone. But if you don't want to go to my YouTube channel, please go to his app. Go get the Get Alive Media app. Get Alive Media app. 
and watch those, okay? Watch the teachings on Catholicism. And he's got them on everything, on Hinduism, Buddhism, on Seventh-day Adventists. He's got them on everything. So go and watch those. You know, you really need to, um, you know, in order to like talk to somebody who is um, of a Seventh-day Adventist or uh, talk to a, a, a Mormon, you have to understand where they're coming from. Um, otherwise, you, how are you going to combat them? I mean, of course, the Holy Spirit's going to speak through you. Um, and the thing that I, I really like is, um, you know, the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance um, scripture. And I'll tell you a little story really quick. Um, when I was um, in Tucumcari, Tucumcari, New Mexico, had the Kmart there. Uh, that's where I got shipped to in our Kmart in Albuquerque. Closed, but anyway, long story short, met some wonderful people there. But there was a guy who had befriended me, and we would go to Denny's, you know, and we'd eat breakfast when I got off work, and I'd, you know, because I usually got off late, and so I like breakfast at night. I don't know about you guys, but, you know, well, I used to, can't eat that stuff anymore, but uh, anyway, and, you know, we'd talk scripture, and we'd talk all this, you know, and what he was doing was he was trying to infiltrate his Mormonism, so he was, no, he wasn't a Mormon, I'm sorry, he was a Jehovah Witness, and so he goes, oh, we use that Bible too, and blah, blah, blah. And everybody at Denny's would sit there because we would get into like, you know, not really arguments, but theological debates, right? And he'd get mad and leave, right? Well, one night, I mean, not get mad, but he'd be like, okay, whatever, you know, he'd leave. Well, one night, um, you know, and it was not me, but I will tell you, the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance scripture. There is no way that I was that quick on my feet to go against him after everything he was coming at me with. But I had my Bible open with me and I had the Holy Spirit living inside of me and the Holy Spirit just like, listen up, brother, this is what's going to happen. And straight up told, I mean, it was amazing. And he was so angry. He slammed his stuff down. He went out that door and everybody in that Denny's restaurant was clapping and cheering because I guess he apparently has a thing about going in and like telling people why Christianity is wrong and blah, blah, blah. Well, I'll tell you what. Not that night, he, the, the, the Lord won, and so it was amazing. So I know that the Holy Spirit will bring Scripture to remembrance so that you can speak it. And so, But you have to know the Word of God for Him to do that. If you don't know the Word of God, where's He going to bring it from? <laughs> that's what I love. But anyway, so that's the whole thing here uh, with this website and everything that I do, everything I, I say, because if you guys have listened long enough, you know what I'm going to say. you got to get in the Word of God. The Word of God get into you. So if you don't have the word of God, he can't bring it back to remembrance. So um, anyway, guys, with that, I'm going to get out of here. It's almost an hour. I'm trying to keep these to like 30 minutes because um, I have an attention span of a gnat. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, um, but I do. But I just like to get, I'm trying to focus on just getting, um, getting like the news stories out, there, news that you're not going to hear. That's not in the mainstream media. So that's what I'm focusing on. I want, I want to get stuff out there. So that you guys can see, hey, this is really going on in the world. Um, mass media is not going to tell you. Um, they're not going to tell you the Klaus Schwab's of the world. And the, you've all know it. They're going to tell their side of it. They're going to make it look all beautiful. Oh, yes, you're going to eat cricket burgers and you're going to love it. No, Grandma, you can't heat wood. I'm sorry. That's killing the atmosphere. <laughs> like, Have you seen a volcano explosion? How many gas wood-burning stoves would that equate to? a lot scientifically speaking scientifically speaking if you really want the truth the world the earth does better with more co2 in the air more green more green more oxygen more you know heat does thrives during times of heat you know so we've had the el nino el nina for i don't know long time right probably six seven thousand years however however i, I know i'm a young earth creationist and they tell you the world's been around for billions and billions of years. I just look at people going, really? You actually believe that? Billions and billions of years. I'm like, you really believe that? And we just spontaneously like exploded onto the earth. We're like, oh, look, there's a human being. <laughs> Isn't that cool? No. Take a Swiss watch. You know what they tell you? Take that, take that watch. Take it apart. Throw it in a bowl. Sit in a room for a billion years and tell me if that watch ever puts itself together. That is how stupid these people sound. That's how ridiculous their argument is. It where's the missing link, by the way? You know, if we evolved from apes, wouldn't apes have evolved? Why, why are there still apes? 
Really? No. Every species stays within its own species. Hello. There's evolution within... No, I wouldn't say evolution. They evolve species like dogs. But they stay within the canine family. Or the cats or the feline family. There's all different kinds. There's like wiener dogs. I love it. Wiener dogs. My wiener dogs. If you guys ever... Um, if you go shop for dog food or if you ever eat the from from dog food f-r-o-m-m uh anyway it's they put cheese so there's cheese in all their food that's their kind of like trade thing you know but anyway they have one called duck and pfeiffer and my wiener dog loves duck and pfeiffer that was her favorite um dog food and that's what she had but anyway i have no idea where that was coming from but i mean everything stays within its own species you have horses all different types of horses you have cattle different types of cattle but they're all cattle. So that's the thing. Everything stays within its species. Um, but uh, yeah, there's no missing link. And, um, you know, uh, their argument is just ridiculous. And a lot of people say um, that he, on his deathbed, Darwin had said, oh, I was wrong. And, you know, but who knows? Did he really say that? I don't know. But uh, if he didn't repent before he died, he's in hell now. Um, people are like, you're going to be so judgmental. Oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. There is truth, folks. There is truth. Truth hurts. Um, the Bible is true, and that's it. And so the Bible says if you have not accepted Jesus as your Savior, you're going to hell. That's, I'm sorry. I have dear, sweet friends that are in hell right now because they rejected Jesus Christ. And uh, I, man, I, you know, it wasn't for me not telling them the truth. And so, um, that's another thing when you stand before Jesus or when I stand before Jesus, there are times when, of course, in my younger years, I was like, oh yeah, that's okay. You know, I don't see any problem with that. Blah, blah, blah. When it was a sin and in order for me not to quote offend those people, I just said, oh, you know, to each their own. Right. But did I say the truth? No. I'm talking way back when I was like 18, 19, you know, years and years ago. Now, would I say that? No. Now, I'll be like, look, man, I know this is probably going to offend you, <laughs> but the truth hurts. And uh, But you can tell people in love. You don't have to be hateful or like, been, you know, whatever about it. We've all sinned. We all have that sin, right? Every, everybody does. And uh, but But the time is now we cannot not tell people the truth of course they are coming after us you know like he said first they're coming after the jews they're coming after the christians you know which we knew that day would come the bible said it would come you know that they would hate us they would deliver us up to be killed um that's going to happen that's you know we know that's happening but will you stand for christ or will you fall that's the thing you got to ask yourself right now a lot of folks in the Middle East already have to ask themselves that on a daily basis. China, North Korea, Christians all over the world, and especially over on, on that side of the world, they have to ask themselves that daily. Here in the United States, you're like, what, are you going to get made fun of? you going to get laughed at? You know what? But of course, it's getting a little bit more violent than that now. But there's going to come a time when it's going to get really bad, and they'll kill you for your faith in Christ. Are you ready to stand on that? Are you ready to literally pick up your cross like Christ told us to? My pastor preached on that, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before last. I had a stomach thing, and so I didn't go to church. Some little weird stomach bug going around. I don't know. A few of us at work caught it, and a couple of friends had it, and one in a different state. Son had it. So, hmm. It was very strange. It was, uh, I don't know if any of you guys have had that. I'm going to tell you. It's like nausea, but you don't actually throw up, and it's not all the time. It's not a constant, but it hits in like waves, and like one day you feel great, and the next day you're like, oh my gosh. And my cat had it. Oh, you guys, thank y'all so much for praying for my cat, Murphy. She is phenomenal. She's doing great. Found an awesome vet, thanks to a friend of mine, Jenny, um, who recommended Charter Equine here in Amarillo. And I'm very thankful that I found them. Country folks, I love them. Uh, Second Amendment people, tell you what. That's right. That's Texas for you guys. <laughs> so I love they took such good care of Murphy. And they took her in the back to get her blood and do all that stuff. You hear her thrashing around and growling back there. And I'm like, boy, she is giving them heck. And then they bring her back in the room and she's all purring, you know, being all sweet and everything. And of course, she's in and out of cabinets and climbing around. I'm like, and they said, she's so sweet. I said, yeah, I heard her giving you heck back there. And he goes, yeah. He says, she doesn't sit still. She's always, she's like water. She's always going. I was like, yeah, she's like that at home too. And anyway, she had a fever. 
And uh, he said that her blood work was great. So thank God for that. I was really concerned. And um, but everything was good. So they gave her some anti-nausea medicine and they gave her a couple shots. It's kind of like Rocephin, you know, some antibiotics like you guys really want to hear that. But I'm just saying, you know, so they got her all hooked up and they gave her um, an appetite stimulator. And he said they gave me some gloves. He says, put the gloves on because otherwise you'll get hungry, too. And I'm like, okay, thanks. So anyway, she has ate uh, two cans of cat food today. And uh, she's going to get some more. She's oh, and some pain meds and her home with some pain meds. Um, so she is doing fantastic. Thank you guys so much for praying. I mean, she was smacked down with a kitten a while ago with uh, Frank's Dimitch. So if you guys haven't heard about Frank's Dimitch, that's a little kitten that I adopted from my job. Uh, it's Frank Stephen Mitchell. We call him Frank Stimich or FSM for short. And uh, Murphy was doing SmackDown. So she was not having any of him playing around today. So we're picking on her. Uh, anyway, but that, that's where we're at right now in the household. So thank God. I'm so thankful for the prayers and everything. So Murphy's doing great. Uh, please keep um, please keep my friend Julie and her family in prayers. Of course, our son Trayvon went on to be with the Lord. Um, the viewing will be this Friday. Funeral will be Saturday. Um, man, I I cannot imagine. But if you would please pray for her family and her. Um, my little cousin Brinkley, if you would pray for her, I sure would appreciate that as well. Um, guys, with that, I am really going to get off here in Texas. We have to say bye a few times before we actually skedaddle off. But I'm going to now. So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I really do appreciate it. appreciate the emails. Um, I really appreciate everything, you guys. And um, anyway, with that, I am going to get off of here. And uh, may God bless each and every one of you. So get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, art perhaps today. 